human love here at Triple M, the cure on Get This. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome aboard. It's myself, Tony Martin. Hello, Tony. Ed Cavalier's here. He's working on a new segment. Now, that frightens me. Oh. And pushing the buttons, Richard Martin. No, 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 Richard, you're playing the wrong cards. It's putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Fantastic. Uh, we're not winding up yet. Still three and a half weeks here to go to get this desk. So many requests coming in for things people want to hear, not just over the next three weeks, but on our last ever show. Oh, man. What are we going to hear then? That Warwick Tapper business. Oh, the phone call. Richard Frankel. That was brilliant, Rich. We'll get Best thing ever. Okay. Probably on the 23rd, they'll get a trot out. But we really do have to contact Mr. Um, Papa himself. Start dialing now, Rich, because we couldn't get him yesterday. Well, his phone rang out. I shuddered to think what he was up to. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Here we go. Okay. Third time lucky. How busy can he be? These videos don't make themselves, Tony. <laughs> they don't send themselves either. That's true. Oh, is that Warwick Capper? Maybe. Who's asking? Uh, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier and Richard Marsland from the recently asked Get This on Triple M. <laughs> recently asked? You should have got me out last week and it wouldn't have been asked. <laughs> That's what I said at the meeting. <laughs> Warwick, straight to business. Where's the video that uh, Ed Cavalier ordered a few weeks back? Uh, it's coming out soon. It's going to be excellent. I know, I know. It may well be excellent, Warwick, but where is it? I've ordered it weeks ago. When is it coming out? Coming out today, it's on all six land video shops around the world in Australia. Simultaneously. So, yeah. The one that I've ordered on your website, I now have to go into Sexy Land to pick up. It's a great system. Well, well you need the exercise, mate. Uh, fair enough. Heard that. Uh, it, it's going for 70 minutes, and it took 65 minutes to do my hair and makeup. It's having to make do with dial up on newporn.com. <laughs> and, Warwick, what is the highlight of that 70 minutes? Uh, probably. I've been playing with myself and the toys. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what David Stratton said on the movie show. <laughs> he gave it two thumbs up. Probably the money shot, having my heart waxed. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Now, uh, how's the campaign for Mayor of the Gold Coast going? We are right behind it down here at Get This. Everything's going well. Yep. yep. Campaigning for Mayor. What are your policies, Warwick? Um, I've got a few uh, policies. I'm going to um, lower taxes. The rates are too high. No, oh, you're not having a bit of Me Too action, are you? I'm going to clean up schoolies, get rid of parking meters. Yes. Even though I used to be a meter maid, that was only for two days. I got a bit over that. And what about our idea of just wearing the meter maid gear with a sash with mayor written on it for the entirety of your term in office? I like that one. That could work, Tony. You, Tony? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it like a brother when I'm from Tasmania. All the mirrors on the guy case, they can do your hair at the traffic light. Warwick, I was the most beautiful footballer in the world, Tony. You know that. We've heard that. I don't know where I heard that, but I did hear that. Where's Yobbo's up the guts, Warwick? What's happened to that? Yobbo's up the guts. Well, it's been the pipeline for six months. Jacko's finished it. Yeah. Oh, hey, bring it out in January. So you've left the editing to Jacko, have you? Oh, so yeah, good luck. <laughs> Jacko's going to be the next fluffer on our porno. Oh, he's the next fluffer on your porno. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, wow. hey, Footage has to match, remember? <laughs> <laughs> So, Jacko's that ugly, you make a train, take a dirt road. How <laughs> <laughs> are you saying there's a second porno on the way? <laughs> yeah. You didn't use all your material in that 70 minutes. Uh, no, it's actually a threesome. It's me and my hand in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that Meryl T is as good as yours. 
Can't believe how funny I am, though. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with Christy. She gave me a massage and I'm giving her one. I'm feeling good, Tony. Okay, I hope the cameras are rolling. Yes, I've got a bit of a bulge in the, in the, in the pants and I'm feeling good. <laughs> now, that's a slogan for Mayor. Warwick Kappa. i got a bulge in the pants and I'm feeling good. Vote Warwick. Thanks to Triple F Kappa and all Sexy Land video shops. Yes. And, and, and the slogan is, honey, let us pick it up you. I'm not a brick. Just Fennick described you. Did you hear that clip? What did they say, the asshole? The guy that was uh, in that magazine getting up his missus. Ah, uh, he can't even talk. And, uh, I love you all. <laughs> Warwick, we have to ask. No, uh, I like Jeff. He's not a bad guy. I've done some shows with Jeff. Warwick, as I mentioned, we're out of work now. Uh, I mean, are you looking for any deputy mayors up on the Gold Coast there? I actually am. I actually just bought a porno company, so a red hot dancer. We might need some more people. Hey, hang on, Warwick. Between the existing porno tape, the new one you've mentioned, and buying the porno company, I mean, when are you going to have time to show up for work at the mayor's office? <laughs> That's true. Like it's next year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's no rush. Yeah, but, but it's going well up here. I'm at the Marriott at the moment, having a Chardonnay, looking over the water, so I'm, life's quite good at the moment. Okay, Mr. Mayor, good to see you working on those policies. Yeah, get out the 16 videos and get a copy and do yourself a favour. Fantastic viewing. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Warwick. Good to talk to you. And thanks for all the fun you've given us over the last two years, buddy. I love you like brothers, but I am from Tasmania. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. getting a massage from Christian, he was giving her one. Yeah. But later on, they'd moved it to the Marriott and having a Chardonnay over the course of a four-minute interview. <laughs> when you're doing promotion for the video that's available entirely around the world and Australia, um, things can oh, be so you forget where you are. <laughs> I love how I've ordered a video, and now I have to walk into sexy land and go, just so they can see my face. G'day, guys, I'm here for the, yeah, not for the worry camera. No, I won't take one of those, but thank you for asking. Get in the queue. <laughs> All right, that's good stuff. He is great. Uh, leave it fresh. <laughs> I reckon he's going to do it. I reckon he's going to be mayor, and I reckon Jeff Fennick for deputy mayor. No, you know what I like? I'll, you know, we finish up in, in three weeks. Yeah. Warwick Kappa's got heaps more work than I do. <laughs> 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 Who's laughing now? Let's talk fashion. Let's do that next. I'll get this. Little one new maternity and gynecology beds, and three new delivery suites. Okay, that could be yours. Could be and the emails keep on because the old gynecology suite is really getting old and tattered. No, don't mind. Get that sorted as quickly as possible. So many emails. I go through about four or five hundred a night. And then I do my short list of ones that are so good they have to be read out on air. That's usually seventy or eighty per night. So if we're not reading out your email, please don't be offended. There's just so many. It's hard to know where to start. We're getting emails from Norway. Ooh, hello to everyone in Oslo and other cities. This is Ivar. He's calling from Norway. He listens on the internet. He says, I'm Norwegian. Yes, you have listeners here in the land of the midnight sun and the home of the finest scallop industry in Eastern Europe. Wow. Eastern Europe? Northern Europe. Yes. Mine. Eastern Europe's more, yeah. Uh, Czech Republic, yeah. Poland, Poland, Hungary, mm. Romania, Romania, then the fictional countries, of course, the Ukraine. <laughs> I'm really enjoying that. We should have a country in Denmark one day, Rich. <laughs> you and me. I was in trouble with Africa. Gabon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See, right. hey, what are they going to do when we've gone for country name offs? <laughs> They'll be bugging, won't they? They will. So many requests. People love it when we talk 
fashion. Because nobody right. knows more about fashion no. than radio announcers. Um, <laughs> what have you got there, Ed? Uh, yeah, look, you know, summer's coming. And there's so many new looks which are coming out. And I had a look at the Adelaide Advertiser, which is where I go for all my fashion. It's hip. Yeah, sure. Yesterday they had a, an exclusive 400 guest at the Exile Boutique, the show that the rich and famous will be wearing next winter. Right. And I'm happy to report, son, that the mini skirt is back. Oh, yeah. And this season the hot items are the gold mini skirt, leather cooler, Hessian lingerie, imaginary pants, and a Marlon brand see-through Perspex boob tube. Fantastic. You got any evidence of that? Uh, I, I would in the next break. Yeah, that's good. Would you like it now? Yeah. Well, what I can say is that Rich has been throwing a lot of parties recently, oh, yeah. as you know, but uh, that's just not enough for the man himself. No. So he's decided, he's decided to open a resort where you can enjoy fun, excitement, sometimes a little bit of laid-back atmosphere, uh, places to shop, of course, great dining, uh, clubs, and most of all, to check out the hot man in nothing at all. Okay. Hey, hey, even more disturbing is that clip of the things you're typing into YouTube to find these clips. Well, I had one of the tech guys had to fix my printer. And I said, he's like, I'm going to go into his computer. I'm like, that's fine, that's fine. Listen, mate, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube there. We don't need to discuss that with the other people in the office, do they? No, it's work-related. Let's not worry about that. It's all work-related. Hey, all? Okay, wearing nothing at all. That's not very good for Fashion Week. This time last year, this very day last year, so many people have emailed in to tell us. Listen to that. People have noticed this satiny captain day. Remember those satiny captains? They have sold in the women's bags. I think Greg Fleet was here that day. Someone wants to hear this moment. We have received a package from Capcor. Now, if you receive a package like this in the mail, what would you do, Greg Fleet? What would Greg Fleet do? I would probably open the package and whatever was inside it, put it on and wear it. <laughs> wow. And how long would you wear it for? The whole day? Uh, yes. Yes, wow. I would. Yes, I'd wear it for the whole oh. day. You'd want it to be something comfortable, wouldn't you? Well, you'd want it to be something that was a bit, that on a day like today, you'd want it to be free for me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's got shells on it. It's your Saturday captain. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, look at this. And the tag says, one size fits most. That's it for you, Marlon. Which one did you boys said you wanted? the cowrie shell. You want this one? I don't care. Okay. Now, that leaves me with a little fella I like to peacock. Is this so sexy? Oh, we're in the Can you hear this on a microphone? Oh, that's so listening to the satiny sound of Triple S. Am I wondering why this segment is called What We Breathe Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, if I received the package in the mail, whatever it was, I would open it up and I would put it on and wear it. It oh. looks suspiciously like a moo moo to me. Someone from Sales saw him in a caftan and a sports jacket. And the police moved him on. That's right. He was actually escorted from the building <laughs> while claiming, I'm on a show. <laughs> That's great, but not that funny. You know, it's just kind of interesting. What's something funny there, Rich? Listen to this from Philip Taylor. Why is it that every time a sandbag falls on your show, it hits plums? But the Prime Minister gets away with a plum-free plummet. So he's wanting us to drop a sandbag on the Prime Minister's plums. Is that entertainment in Gavilan? Uh, yep. Really? Where I come from. Oh, Give it a go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, 
me blows. Oh, I'll just sit down on this bear trap. Oh, me blows again. Oh, I'll stand over here by this electric heater. I'll just position myself in front of this tennis ball machine. God, I didn't leave those fireworks in my underpants. Happy now, Philip. ingredients to bake the best cake. All right, Rex. Shouting at me. And we've got the best cake here. It's called the Nissan Navara. Oh. It's 4x4 magazines, year to the year. Yeah. We mentioned that enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one else is the year to the year. No one else can be the year to the year. Exactly. Full. <laughs> learn them. Ample grunts. That's what it's got. Ample grunts. Have they put that phrase on the... Uh, yeah. yeah. I would have thought Nissan would have had that up on a billboard by now. They're saying ample grunt, you know. I take advantage of that. So anyway, uh, you know, you can attack the weekend the way you attack the work day. Keep that in mind. Absolutely important to know. I'm just looking for emails. We've had so many, so many requests for things. Things I don't even remember. Where's the pipe? Now, this is from Martin Malloy. Oh, yes. Before all we plumbed, there was where's the pipes. That's what I've taken from, was it Bless This House, which is on a while. No, that was from... Keeping up appearances. Just the one. One I missed above that. <laughs> it was one of those, that's what it was. But listen to this boat here. David Styling from Para Hills West, South Australia. Yes. You know where that is? I know where it is. Very close to uh, my first community radio station, PBRFM. Hi, there, we'll be gone. Yeah, he'll be back uh, yeah. three and a half weeks. Um, he loves using the Where's Me Pint catchphrase. He's actually named his local tennis team the Where's Me Pint International Tennis Club. We played Tuesday nights in Adelaide and have won at least 10 trophies or premierships since we started uh, in 2000. Not bad. Well done. There's one of our sporting teams. Uh, what about Lawsy's gig? Uh, Glenn Nolan is one of many who are saying this should just move into Lawsy's old stuff. But don't have to hate a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Young people. You just take a more uncompromising approach to old Sega games and Stephen Stakehold <laughs> movies. If he said many of your segments could be adapted, what about for the older listener, prelude to a soiling? Oh, lovely. People are paying attention. Tom Thumb, also of South Australia, says on page 165 of Tony's book, Lolly Scramble, the phrase, get this, is used. Doesn't say that we're going to be axed. I don't see how that's no, a prediction. Great premonition. Maybe he's forming the phrase, will be axed from other words. Well, well, perhaps, I don't know. Well, perhaps he's on a kind of a beautiful mind trip. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of that. What kind of mail are you getting in? Um, well, I don't. Just, uh, food, just food stuff. That's not mail. No, here we go. This is uh, time for a plug, though. No? Oh, plug. Yeah. Uh, now, stand on pitches. Oh, yes. I've seen the first two episodes of this. Very good. Starring uh, Rob Carlton, our co-host for tomorrow. First episode's got me good self in it. Yes. And one goody woody Samson. Yes. Bit of a preview tonight. We were up in Sydney last week. Tonight we're in Melbourne at the Hoyt High Point, High Point Shopping Centre from 6.30. If people call in and talk to Seth, shoot us and filth, get a double pass. Okay. <laughs> To a TV I didn't mean the filth bit, though. To a TV show. Yeah. How did that work? Never mind. I, I, that was for you to pad to find the email you wanted. Did it work? <laughs> it did indeed. 
Lisa Irwin loves Greg Fleet's jumper pants concept. Mm. Have we got that moment, Mr. Markland? You want me to wipe my beak? Because I've got something very nice to open I did this the other day, and it occurred to me that I'd done it four other times in my life. Yep. And I'm now going to start trying to bring it large style to the general public. Sure. I almost came in here doing it. Right. But what it is, have you ever been in bed for one reason or another, someone knocks on the door, or you've got to get up and do something, you get out of bed, it's a bit cold, you look at your jeans on the floor, then you see your jumper on the floor, oh, and you go, I'm putting on jumper pants. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Well, you just get your jumper and you put your legs in the armhole yeah. and you pull it up and it is so comfortable really? and so excellent. Jumper pants truly rock. And you just walk around with your jumper on upside down. Now, uh, obviously, <laughs> if you really want to take it to extremes, there's also a hole there, which yeah. I've never used. Yeah. But that could be possible. It's a neck hole, obviously. You need a turtleneck for full modesty. <laughs> well, I've done, I've done it with this jumper that I'm wearing, which is kind of a long neck deal. But uh, I tell you what, jumper pants rock. And, and you put them on, it looks weird. It looks a little bit fawny because your legs are very tight. So you look a little bit half man, half like goat action. And, uh, I beg you, people who are listening, I've done it. Can I ask an audience or not? There are about six people in front of me. I've done it. And I said, what a woman like, you've done it. I was a little bit pissed and a little bit cold. And a little bit lazy if you're here. And I'm like, that is so excellent. Your reasons all check out here, madam. Congratulations. Look, and the other thing is, I'm going to open a shop called Jumper Pants. It's just going to have about a thousand jumpers in it. And people come in and go, I thought you sold Jumper Pants. And you go, we do. And you just have another jumper. Or you go, we do. And they go, oh, they'll have some pants as well. And you go, sorry, I don't sell the pants. And you point to someone else. We sell some of the identical jumper. And it also has a finger. Turn your smile and feel the fun. Turn your wardrobe upside down. Jumper Pants! Something about the Yumpa Pundin, as they're known in Germany. They're just really wrong. Matt Gower has uh, cooked up a jingle for your fantastic product. Sending in beautiful emails like this. Mm. 
If Intake started these emails, where's the ones about Richard? Okay, straight to there. I saw one on petitionspot.com. What happened on petitionspot, Rich? Well, this is just an intimate insight into our listeners. I'm not very interested in this. So, Richard Goose says hi, and that he's sorry for cracking onto his sister at his 21st. I let my brother take a rap because we all look similar, but no, it was me. Oh, the Red House put your bins out, signed. Chris Godfrey, he says, I've got a suggestion for a new job for Richard Marsden. Has he ever thought of becoming? a lifeguard. I am currently doing a lifeguarding course and there is a method of saving an unconscious swimmer called the tea bag. <laughs> I think he'd be great at it. Is that for someone who think is faking? Because that'll make you yeah. real smart. Just go to SWAT and blow up. Look, I'm a fun alpha. <laughs> I'm fine. It's very dark. Sorry. I also think Richard would enjoy the constant use of lotion and showing local swimmers his patented Turkish group. Here's what uh, Phil Minch oh. said, well, not the Phil Minch of Adelaide often writes into the advertiser says, I reckon Richard's apartment has been made to look like the set of Roe, except on all the screens it says Marsland. He then hosts the imaginary show as if he were Roe, but with no audience or cameras, just king of comedy style. Yes, well, as you know, Tony, I do have an applause sign in my house. That's true, but it, it's more of an order. Yeah, it's, it's applaud rather than applause. See, I started talking, I wasn't supposed to talk about what his house is really like. There is one genuine detail, an applause sign from the set of uh, Wheel of Fortune, which was given for me. Isn't that on the ceiling above his bed? That's what I couldn't work out. What's it doing there? <laughs> and it's not applause, it's applause, applause, right? Applause! I'm moving into the toilet for a big night. Yeah, and here's what uh, Minjo says you should have the segments on your fictional show instead of what the, he has, what part of my body is this a photo of? And then the ad breaks, he lotions up and slides across the floor, upskirting the female guest. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to talk about at all here. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you did, though. I had important matters, but uh, here's a request from one of our co-hosts, Tony Wilson. Oh, I love Tony Wilson. He wanted to hear the time that uh, several catchphrases and segments from this show were actually mentioned in Parliament. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yeah. We take order in the house. You have to turn the radio up. You can actually hear references to this show in the background. Check it out. If I didn't say it, I'll say it now, Mr. Speaker. And uh, I think it's very important, though, that, uh, as in all of these things, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't sort of zealously embrace uh, a particular report or a particular piece of analysis. Yeah, yeah. Let me say to the, um, the member for Brainler, Exactly, and oh, first the most important thing you do when you respond to something is you don't close your mind to one important option that you do. And you're the governor of the I believe that it does not comprehensively embrace all of the world's major events. Remember, you cannot have an effective response to global warming. We would, Mr. Speaker, we would have a We would be assuming obligations to the of affairs. Mr. Speaker, uh, the answer is that I do more than anyone else. I would. I would have in any way uh, all of the substance that I feel. Australia is exactly limited up to the original Kyoto Protocol, but we never ratified it. For the reason we, we never ratified it. We never really have won. This um, inane mantle of the Labour Party's present time is what we have been living in. We are increasing climate change. We are increasing climate change. 
Pero deben
probably going to be freaked out. Have a banana. Yeah, have a banana on me. You've seen Ghost where Patrick Swayze tries to kick that can. Yeah. And he just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was her, you know, first attempt at moving something. Yeah. Maybe there's other things happening. There right. was a documentary. We'll get to it later. We've got so many great callers on the line. Who's going first? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Oh, hang on. I think uh, the ghost may be playing havoc with your phone line. What is your scary story, sir, madam? Wherever <laughs> <laughs> you are. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Great. Okay. Um, my mother and I was watching Coma, the movie, yes. with, um, with well, the scariest thing really is Michael Douglas in it, but that's beside the point. That's <laughs> not my part. The, the scary thing was there's a scene where she's about to be raped or something by this machine, mm. and... Um, just as that was happening, we're wondering what's happening and we're getting ready to scream anyway and all our power goes off, completely black. I don't know, that was, that was bizarre. That's like something in a sitcom where you wouldn't believe. You know, they do that and, have, and it's just amazing. Can I just ask also, is, did you ever hear that Gussie Samson is coming on later on? Uh, no, Dan, you didn't hear that. No, that's another ghostly mix-up, I think. Sorry, uh, Wayne Hope just, here today. I just wanted to say that, because I never get through for his name dropping, I want to not, um, drop the name Samson, so I, I always call him my cousin. So oh, okay. Well, fair enough. He, he, I'm sorry, Happy for you to claim that. I know. I'm that. Guys, I love you. I wish you weren't going. Oh, well, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Right. Sorry we can't explain that creepy moment during, obviously, just film critics from Beyond the Grave. No, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Rubbish. Get this off. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dan. Good day, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. So, for three, a scary story. I, a few years ago, I was sitting at a friend's house. We were all playing cards. There was about five of us. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, we heard this squeaky sound. And we listened for a second, and we heard it again. So we went looking through the house, and we found this, like, you know them squeaky hammer toys, the blow-up ones? Yes, yes. Found one of them in the hallway closet. So we thought, we'll take it out. We, we just thought something must have been, you know, pushing up against it or whatever. Yes. So we took it out and put it on the lounge. Started playing cards again, and it squeaked again by itself. It must be a ghostly dog because if it was a human ghost, that's pretty pissful, really. <laughs> Again, why not write a note? <laughs> you can move objects, write a note. Teresa did say it was a big hammer, and that is fairly impressive. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Finally, Anna, how are you? Me, Anna? Hi, Anna, how are you? Hi, I'm okay, um, but, but I think I got it wrong. I just didn't realise it was Halloween. No, no. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear your story, no matter what. What have you got? You know we'll accept anything. The thing that creeps me out the most is the skin on milk when you heat it up too much. <laughs> And just, you know, no, 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 it's disgusting. I can't even think, I can't even talk about it. I shouldn't have ever called. And the other thing that creeps me out, yeah. I probably shouldn't say this, but no. the fact that you got axed and not the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, yeah. 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 No, 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 we're all friends here. Yeah, we you're crazy on milk skin, huh? <laughs> you're, you're loopy on the milk skin. We've got to be careful, Anna. We still want to stay on. You have, yeah, and that's very kind of you. Well, Richard's grandma will be around the promenade any minute now. We're trying to be polite so the rippers off here now. Thank you all. Nice to talk to you, Anna. Yeah, I know that that skin business, that is very... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very creepy. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like the uh, in a movie when they have quicksand. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's clearly just water with some breadcrumbs on the surface. <laughs> All these breadcrumbs are pulling me down into the water. Yeah. It's harder to look like you're actually getting dragged down <laughs> to try and drag yourself out. <laughs> Very big croutons have got me right where they want me. <laughs> Thank you to everyone. Thanks, everyone. Call. We'll be back in what looks to me like the remaining of this hour. <laughs> we wait, hope. Can't believe how funny I am, though. And it tends to motivate us and motivate our listeners. Well, he hits it with a gusto, everything in life. Do you think he gets, you know, goes to the milk bar and all this? Like <laughs> Two milk, bread, paper, and a fresh cigarette. <laughs> uh, I think we've got a bit of 
his work here. Now, I am really concerned, not for my future, because Lynn and I have mapped that out, and that's private. Thank you very much. Right. But I'm concerned for the game and the next crop of broadcasting puppets. There's you, Ferret, who had to try for six hours to talk up a game that has become boring and fight from the good old face and spirit of Aussie Bruins. I was born in sport on this program, both 13, selling it in and then through guts and hard work, ran onto this great arena. And just two sugars, thanks, while you're there. <laughs> yeah, Rex, can we go again? Just a bit more, thanks, mate. Just a little extra because uh, yeah, that's the sort of motivation you need. Now, Wayne, you're not just uh, one of the writers and producers and are briefly in uh, the librarians, also the director of the show. That's right. Now, I know you've done a little bit of uh, directing before on the uh, stories from the Gulf on SBS, mm-hmm. but how was it day one on this show? Day one, um, for those of you that haven't directed a show at the ABC, uh, day one is slightly terrifying in that... Uh, I didn't think the ABC still had as much equipment as they do. And, and we, it's terrifying. You see these um, five Azuzu, is that the name? Trucks kind of, yes, 10 ton trucks back up mm. almost towards you. And, you know, men get out with equipment and then they just stare at you. Right there, mate, what do you want to do? Yeah. Build some stuff? What do you do? Quick, we're doing the 730 report in a minute, so let's what do you got going. And, you know, when you got your first day's footage back, mm. you know, looking back at the rushes, was it what you thought it would be? The rushes are weird because I reckon for the first week, rushes, you know, it's every, every day, the following day you get a pile of DVDs of what you shot. And I reckon for the first week, I just kept saying, I'm sure oh, I assume it, it's the same, but you think it's going beautifully and everything's working a trick, and then you realise, you're, you're only just thrilled that something's actually been recorded out of place. The fact that it's actually come out. Yeah, it's come back from the chemist and you can see it, what it is. It could have been footage. The camera could have been pointing at the floor and I would have gone, yep, that's good. Yeah, great great floor work. That, great yeah. floor work. Very happy with that. It's not until you start joining the bits up and yeah. realising that no matter how much fancy cutting you do, you can't make people talk quicker. <laughs> that's the thing that I discovered. <laughs> That's the yes. one thing you can't really change. No, you cannot speed up Bob Franklin. No, no that's true. He occurs in real time, or his version of real time. <laughs> and you can go to the network and say, how about 33 minutes? And they'll go, no, we've bought a half hour. And you go, yeah, but Bob's in it. <laughs> okay, Bob, we'll leave an hour clear. We'll, we'll have no can we help this week. <laughs> uh, now, wait, we said this before, but I think it has to be underlined. It's not summer high tide. No. Uh, what is it for people who don't know anything? Look, it's, it's a story across six episodes, and it's really, it's not so much to do with librarians. It's a, it's a place we found where we can bunch, put a whole lot of dysfunctional characters. We, I hung out at the, our local library for a couple of years when our kids were small because it's an hour a free babysitting. There you go. Story time. And uh, everyone should be honest about that. We all think we're doing the right thing to read. No, no, off you go. Yeah. With some poor librarian who's, you know, 22 and has 400 kids <laughs> <laughs> and eight junkies who are asleep around. We thought this was a perfect But that's setting. a pretty good junkie to librarian ratio. <laughs> as, as libraries go, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we're in a good area. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yes. We're in a very good area. Um, and we thought that was a great place. And then we had this character, Francis O'Brien, played by uh, the missus, the missus, um, who we love playing around with this passive-aggressive 
characteristic, and um, it was a perfect opportunity for comedy because there's people that pretend on the outside that, that they're fine with everything, and everything they have to say comes out the side of their mouth. Yes. So, and and we love these kind of characters. Look, so so you know, looking at you, Tony, the most, you know, this person might look and go, oh, right, so you uh, you still think experts work, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't consider my mother for casting. <laughs> Could have seen a show reel, <laughs> four or five hours of just that. Well, that was the thing. Most of all, what, what went on set, you know, the amount of crew that went. That's my mum. Mate, that's my mum. Yeah. Um, and so there's this quality. Well, of well, well let me give you an example that is exactly that from my mum's handbook. Uh-huh. I noticed you weren't involved in the dish. <laughs> that did really well at the box office, didn't it? Maybe you should have stayed working with those people. <laughs> She'll actually say that in front of a large group. Keep you in the dark, you know they all pretend. Keep you in the dark, and so it all begins.
words from different countries, I couldn't understand them. There was um, a piece of paper on my desk, and it said some words about the bad things that um, the people at the wheat factory were doing. Well, I'm not sure what wheat is. I think it's in um, bread. They must need wheat in um, overseas countries or something. So they put um, some money with it, and then the people um, buy it or something. I don't know. And there's the one, the Saddam one. I don't like him. He was living in a hole with no money or wheat. He didn't have anything. I called them and I talked. I, I said, hello, is that the wheat man? And there's a voice coming out. And it said, I'm from the Department of Wheat. And I said, you're doing bad things, aren't you? I've got a piece of paper that is casting suspicion. And they went, no, we're not. We're doing good things. And I went, OK, sorry. I won't call again. And I called up the deputy one, Mr. Vale. And I said, what's the thing with the um, wheat man that he's um, doing wrong? And he said, I can't recall. And I said, what's the business with the letter? And he said, I can't recall. I said, who are you? And he said, I can't recall. I've no idea. I was very confused. And I went and sat in the corner and was very quiet. And then a man came and they took me home and I had a nice glass of milk. And then someone tucked me in and said, everything's going to be all right. Well, thanks, Mr. Downer. This commission thanks you for your time. Here again, this please. Let's get into the book club. Give us some fancy music, Rich. So what they do have is when someone logs on to Hot Pumpers, 
uh, a little warning comes up. I go, excuse me, Pumpy, hands off. <laughs> and uh, well, can I claim research, Wayne? <laughs> can I claim research? I gave that a very good go. Yeah. And uh, they still said no. research in a trench coat, Mr. Hope? I don't think so. But this is gold because I do find it is a very sort of um, erotic area of the library. It's very quiet. <laughs> yes. And I always remember at school my stepbrother coming up to me with a big stack of National Geographic. Oh, yeah. And going, look at this. Check that out. Look at those. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going, well, we've got this one at home. I've never seen that picture before. And me and my stepbrother worked out that our parents were getting the National Geographic before us and cutting out the norgs. Oh, cutting the norgs out of the National Geographic. The whole page or just the norgs? It was brilliant. It was forensic style work. <laughs> Because when we got home and ran the comparison, we go, oh, look, they've used a scalpel or something. You can't even notice the page is missing. Oh, so it's the whole page. It wasn't just a little circle. No, no, no. They weren't talking about like that. That would be cruel. So that was a great discovery at a library. I remember you telling me, Ed, about uh, your local school library is very popular because uh, people were shooting a porno movie. Absolutely right. They would often be shooting pornos next door to my school. Uh, and I was... All of a sudden, one, I was like a library nerd. It was incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. Because you could only see it from one window from the reference section. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were never more full of information than on those days, right? Shooting portraits next to the school library. What innocent days they were. That was beautiful. Uh, Mr. Marvin, I'm sure you've done many illegal things uh, in a library, but your facial expression is telling me we are running late. Yeah, possibly. Call us up, listeners. Sorry. Tell us what's going on at your library. One triple three five three. Yes, yeah, it's, it's on Triple M around the nation. Wayne Hope from the librarians tonight on the ABC is sitting in. I don't think it's been mentioned enough in this hour that we are brought to you by the Nissan Navara, mm-hmm. the Ute of the Year, the 4x4 of the Year. Yeah. Here's the sound of other 4x4s. Four four. That's right. Librarian, so let's meet the library customers. Who's going first? Ed? G'day, Michael. Uh, g'day, guys. How you going? Excellent. What's going on in the library, bro? Uh, the old days at school, we used to have a public phone just inside the door, and as you walked in there, the year five used to grab the handset and uh, wrap the cord around your neck and try and choke you. Get away from the Michael, or no, I got away from him. Uh, one of the kids was his first day there, and they got him the first day he was at school, and he didn't come back again. Oh. <laughs> now, in order to keep the segment literary and classy, Wayne, do you have any questions from the uh, librarian's quiz over there? The librarian's quiz, which you can find uh, online on the librarian's website. Yeah, you weren't expecting this, Michael. Do you want to tackle a question? Oh, I'll give it a go. Can you go a question? And uh, the results, we'll do it as a team, and the results come out, and you get uh, um, acquainted to a character from the show. And oh. if you do really badly, you could end up with the equivalent intelligence of myself and Bob Franklin. Oh, dear. That's uh, online. That's what you can do online. We only have time for one question. Yes, okay. Uh, which George was a man? Which George was a man? George Elliot, George Sand, or George Orwell? Oh, I'll go to the last one. George Orwell. Uh, uh, Correct. Yes, that's right. That wasn't a bad guess. I was, no, yeah, bad, I, was, I was confused there. I thought you were saying which was a woman. 
Because it was George Elliott was a woman. <laughs> but who was the middle one? George Stan. George Stan. It was George Stan, see, I don't know that. I, I thought you George the Animal Steel was a woman yeah, as well. Confusing. George McEncroy was a woman. It's very confusing. Can I give, squeeze another quick one? Well, let's yeah. the next caller. Look around you, Michael. Susan, are you there? I am. What's going on in the library? Well, I used to work in the library industry, and uh, the librarians, the nice, quiet librarian, is a myth, unfortunately. Really? What do you mean? They're little party animals. They're oh. freaks. Behind oh. closed doors, oh, they're no, just very it. strange. I heard. I heard they pull the pin on the on the bun hairdo and uh, whip those lovely pearls off and go like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, that's the sound of non-fiction. <laughs> All right, Susan. Uh, ready? Wayne's going to lay the question out there. Susan, the Dewey Decimal System is named after Melville Dewey, Huey Dewey, or Mervyn Dewey. Melville. Melville Dewey is correct. Oh, it's Dewey Lewis. Hey, Susan, uh, guess what? Yes. There is no prize. Not even one of come on. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No dice. Literary place of Every, Everyone knows Melville Dewey. Okay. None of the other callers are clean enough to go to where yeah. for me. Here's the question. One of you two, and look, if you, the two of you can't get this, there's something wrong. In the film version of The French Lieutenant Woman, yeah. by John Fowles, yeah. who plays the title role? Helen Mirren, Meryl Streep, or Julie Christie? Oh, of course, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. Meryl Streep, yeah. we all know that. Yeah, it's a Once it gets back onto movies, we're fine. Yes. <laughs> what is the French Lieutenant? A woman about no idea. Some chick in France. <laughs> and the reason the, these questions are there because in the show, uh, one of the episodes, that book, the French and Handsome uh, Woman, uh, is defaced uh, as the French and Handsome Bosom. Oh. Oh. Just in case we're getting a bit highbrow, <laughs> we were just going to give that a reference. In the show, you will see the French and Handsome Bosom. Thank you very much. Right. That's some sizzle right there on your ABC. But uh, you know, what are we doing next? Okay, political correctness gone mad. Don't you love that phrase, Wayne? Always. Let's hear it next on Get This. Thank you, Ben Lee. Uh, here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, Wayne Hope is sitting in for this hour, and we're sort of winding up the show in uh, three and a half weeks. I think people know that. Mm -hmm. A big feature of this show uh, over the two years has been Today Tonight. They've contributed. Are you a fan of Today Tonight, Wayne? Uh, I forgot to watch for the last 10 years, but that doesn't mean I don't like And, you know, we were sad to see Naomi Robson go. She was a big part of our show. And we said if she could just be more like she was in that YouTube clip yeah. where you see her kind of cracking jokes with the crew. Yeah, tearing strips off the stories. Very human. Oh, yeah, really? It was great. You're going to be like that for a whole show. Mm. It's cold like material. The real nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, political correctness gone mad. Also a concept that was um, appealing to us. I think we've got a clip here being requested by a few people. Yes, you can understand his frustration, can't you? Now, if you needed further proof of how political correctness is being taken to ridiculous extremes, how about this? This is Dr. The notorious from over 55 countries and the subject of 19 competing extradition orders on charges of extortion, sexual enslavement, and the 
genocidal maniac and musical plagiarist strides unhindered through the arrivals land. Past ordinary Aussie battlers completely oblivious to his history of drug abuse, stock fraud and a depraved adherence to a code of sexual behaviour abandoned centuries ago due to the high rate of asphyxiation. He's being taken aside. Can it be because this unrepentant harbinger of filth, manslaughter, and black market ballistics just happens to be wearing a T-shirt depicting a harmless Enid Blyton gollywog? Yes, it seems no one is safe from the forces of political correctness. Did our diggers fight and die on the Kokoda Trail to protect a society where a serial lunatic with a string of psychosexual episodes failed businesses and botched transgender surgeries to his credit and no longer wear a shirt depicting an innocent child nursery story? Today, Dr. Dick Sanchez of Bethel, tomorrow, all known through the ideological Does that mean if your name is Dick Fanny or Bessie that the political correctness squad is going to ask you to change your name? Uh, if you know of any other cases of political correctness gone mad, please leave the details on our website. Do it today tonight. I'm sitting here typing you an email in the news. As nerd as I was in my office this evening when I was shocked to see my secretary recoil in horror as I merely offered to open a door for her. I shudder to think of what our Aussie diggers would think of a land where the armed forces of political correctness have caused a simple act of noble, if bollock naked chivalry to be rendered offensive. <laughs> I'm sure the young men will see reason, and possibly my genitals, when Dame Political Correctness is finally and rightfully ushered from the room. Yours in remand, concerned viewer. <laughs> countries and the subject of 19 competing extradition orders 
of political correctness gone mad, please leave the details on our website. Do it today tonight. I'm sitting here typing you an email in the mood. As nerd as I was in my office this evening, when I was shocked to see my secretary recoil in horror as I merely offered to open a door for her. I shudder to think of what our Aussie diggers would think of a land where the armed forces of political correctness have caused a simple act of noble, if bollock naked chivalry to be rendered offensive. <laughs> I'm sure the young men will see reason, and possibly my genitals, when Dame Political Correctness is finally and rightfully ushered from the room. Yours in remand, concerned viewer.